Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawn near to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I have lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And he said, There was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the breast robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fat and tack and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fat and tack, because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fat and calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. Man, I am so excited that y'all are here. Uh, first session is finally here. It's finally upon us. This place is completely different without campers. Uh, us as a staff, we've been waiting for your arrival all week. Uh, and it's going to be an awesome week. Uh, and we're going to love each other because we're family. 
you are my brothers and sisters. You are part of my inheritance. And I, oh, I get to share this with you. I get to share this place with you. I get to share the kingdom with you. Uh, and that is awesome. That is awesome. Uh, my junior year, the summer after my junior year of high school, I went on a mission trip with my youth group to, to Denver, Colorado. And we spent three days kind of doing a mini trek in, in the mountains. And the organization is, is called Dry Bones. And in the next three days, we, sit in, we spent in the city uh, spending time with the homeless population of Denver. And uh, the people there, their mindset was more so on, on the fact that this is not a mission trip, but this is a vision trip. Uh, the goal of this trip was to change the way we see people, to change the way we see the world. Um, before that trip, I'd see homeless people on the streets in Lubbock or wherever and, and kind of try to, to turn my eyes away as quickly as possible. I didn't want to see them. Um, and so this trip, this put, it put us in situations. Uh, one of the things they had us do is just stand on the street and ask people, hey, could I have the time of day? So you're kind of tripping them into thinking that you might be asking for money, but really you're just asking for the time. And this is three days out off the mountain. We haven't showered at all. And we're standing on the street corner and we're just asking for people the time of day. And it's amazing the amount of people who hear what they think they hear and they just keep walking. They don't acknowledge you. Um, Matthew 15, 32 says, Jesus saw the crowds and he had compassion on them. Uh, Jesus sees his children and he has compassion on them. Jesus sees us and he has compassion on us. He doesn't turn away. He doesn't look away. But he sees us. He sees us for who we are. And he has compassion on us. And that trip, the goal was to change how I see. How I see the people. I want to have the eyes of Jesus. I don't know about you. But I want to see what Jesus sees. I want to have his eyes, his vision. Jesus has come. He's paid the sacrifice once and for all. Um, his sacrifice is for all of us. Um, he's paid the price. The, the blood of bulls and goats that could never take away sins, those are no longer necessary. Because Christ has come, He's paid the sacrifice once and for all, for all time, for all peoples. 2 Corinthians 5, uh, starting in verse 14, says, For the love of Christ controls us. The NIV says compels us. For the love of Christ compels us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. 
For our sake he made him be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I love the story of the prodigal son. Um, I love that chapter, Luke 15. And I think it's funny that there are three lost things in that chapter. Um, There's a lost sheep, there's a lost son, and there's a lost coin right there in the middle. Um, You know, the sheep was lost. And when the sheep was lost, uh, when the shepherd went to go find him, he didn't go find him and discover all of a sudden that my sheep has turned into a goat. That didn't happen. The sheep was still a sheep. The coin was lost. And the coin still had value when he was lost. The son is the only one who questions. I'm no longer, I must not be a son anymore because I'm lost. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And the father says, no, you're my son. And you were lost, but you're found now. You were dead, but you are alive now. And he celebrates and he kills the fattened calf. And that is, that is what this is. That is what the story is. Ever since Adam, we were, we were walking with God in perfection, in the garden. We were sons of God. And then we lost ourselves. We fell. But God has reconciled us back to Him. We are His children. He has reconciled His children back to Him. And that is good news. That is good news. Uh, there's a song that I love to sing. Minus one line. Minus one line. Uh, the song is Later Birdie Down. Uh, and it's a great song. Uh, but it's got a line in there that says, For we are all unworthy. Um, and I, I really don't like that line. Uh, because He has made us worthy. Christ sacrificed on the cross. You know what He did for you on the cross? He said, I love you this much. You know what God did for you by sending His Son to die on that cross? He said, no. You're not, you think you're not worthy to be my child. He sent His Son to tell you, no. You are worthy to be my child. And this is how I'm going to show you. I'm sending my Son for you because I love you that much. Because you are my child. And I'm reconciling you back to myself. That is good news. Man, I don't know how you're going to get fired up about that. There, there are so many people who have rejected that. They've rejected the brotherhood. They've rejected the family. They've rejected God as their father. There are people in your life, maybe some of you are here today, you're my brothers and sisters, and you're wrestling and you're fighting. And you're wrestling with how could this be true? And I'm telling you, it's true. And I'm telling you, God is reconciling you to himself. Maybe there are people in your life. Maybe they're here. Maybe they're back home. And they need to hear that God loves them. That God is reconciling them back to you. That's why I sent us. Christ's love compels us to be ambassadors for him. To see people as he sees them. To have the vision of Christ. To see the crowds and have compassion on them. That's good news. That's what I want to do. That's what I want this week. Um, I'm going to end with with Ephesians. We're we're spending the time in the book of Ephesians uh, this summer, this session. 
Uh, and, and I'll be reading a little bit and then jumping around. Um, Ephesians 1, uh, starting in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be home holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption and sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, with which He has blessed us in the beloved. He has chosen all of you to be His children. Ephesians 5. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us, and gave Himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. It's my prayer this week uh, that you realize the truth about yourself. That you realize the truth about why Christ came. And that you would choose to be in Him. That you would choose to accept that truth about yourself. Because it is a choice. You can choose to, to reject the truth that God has given you. To reject the sacrifice and to live as not His child. You can choose to do that. But I pray that you choose to live as His child. To be imitators of God. To walk in love. To walk in life. And to live as children of life.